0: Yeah, just live the life that like they would want you to live. And of course, grief's hard and you have to go through it, but don't let it stop your life because what would they want you to do?
1: Roland, as you, you told me when I first met you, uh, you lost your friend Juan in August 2022. Yeah. So yep. that's, that's a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what this is, you know, I've had a f- several, com- a lot of conversations and most of the conversations in this podcast, you know, are, uh, people are further down the line of grief. So it, it's always intriguing me to talk to someone that's still, you know, I don't know where you are. We're about to find out with it, but that's, it's very fresh. And what you just spoke about, how grief changes you and grief changes in general. Um, where are you with that right now? Um, I, I don't know how to really gauge it in terms of like what
0: I would put words to, but I definitely went through the harder part of it. Um, there was a time where I couldn't even really speak about it without being just like super choked up about it or like letting the thoughts at least go crazy. So um I'm at a much better place like that. I feel like it hindered my creativity for at least the first four months. Like I wasn't able to do what I do, make music, have normal conversations. I feel like everything just led back to that. You know, I'm past that where it's just like I've kind of learned how to keep my uh, Keep my lid on about it and But I still bring it up And try to share him As much as I can Just because I don't want The world to forget about him Type shit, you know
1: Yeah, and I usually I start my episodes Who are we remembering today So I think you just Hit the nail on the head there I mean, do you you mind starting about what happened with with what happened to him?
0: I don't know the I don't know the proper terminology, but ultimately, uh, something in him was hemorrhaging, and it led to some type of internal bleeding. And he was 29 and healthy. We balled the day before. He was a pretty like healthy dude in general, so it was very unexpected and just yeah, out of nowhere, you know, like. Yeah, didn't expect to uh, just have him go at 29. We don't. I, I don't know exactly the cause of it, but something in him was hemorrhaging, something with his digestive system.
1: And it was just no signs or anything?
0: No, I mean, he did tell me, uh, and I knew because we kind of boxed together. Like, we did that all the time. So he would have bruises from time to time and shit like that. And he had this bruise on him for like, probably a month or two, and we didn't know what it was. He's like, yeah, I don't know, da-da-da. And then um, I found out after that was some type of internal bleeding or something like that. It's something among along those lines, and uh, it just went untreated. He just didn't want to go get it checked out. He wasn't that worried about it, you know? So, yeah, just random as fuck.
1: Yeah, there's something about—we've had these discussions before about how, you know, if I've had people that are terminally ill, they're going to die, or abrupt passing, like my father passed abruptly and was shocking— what is that initial reaction? Obviously it's shock, but... I think um,
0: all these things are kind of hard to put actual words to, but I think it it was definitely shock. I think, um, I mean, I'm the one who found him, so in general, just finding him in the bathroom just like laid out, it was very like, it was very dis... I I wasn't in belief. I was just kind of like... There's no way you're dead, you know. You, you, that type of emotion. You just be. I was just like, yeah. There's no way you're dead. Like you're 29. You're healthy. We bawled yesterday. We were chilling. I'm just like, there's no way that this dude's dead at 29. So I was kind of just like shock, disbelief, and then I had a couple people around that I didn't want to have the same trauma. So I just kept it kind of firm and numb for the per- first like six hours till the coroner picked him up. You know.
1: I didn't know you found him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I found him. Um, it, just a little backstory is. So his nephew, who was 15, came out to visit LA. His nephew got here on Sunday. Juan balled with him. Uh then that night we just was all we were chilling at the house, drinking some whiskey, da-da-da. And then the next day, his nephew was out on the couch alone for like five hours. And I'm like, yo, Juan, like do something with your nephew. He's only here for seven days. Da-da-da. And he was like, I'm sorry, my stomach's just killing me. And then uh I ended up bringing his nephew to ball uh before uh before we went to go ball. I um me and him, me and his nephew, 15, was sitting on the couch, and I heard like a bang, and I was just kind of like, oh, Juan's in the shower and dropped something, and I also heard a shower curtain open, so I was just like, I'm assuming that, you know, he he just got in the shower and then dropped something, and then I went to ball, and then when we came back, his cousin, his nephew was like, uh, I think Juan's in the bathroom, and I'm like, all right, well, let me check, and Juan, Juan got a little drunk sometimes, so I was like, let me look in the bathroom and see if he's too drunk, and then I opened it and saw his leg, so then I had his nephew go use my shower hour and um at that point i just was just like uh i just told everyone in the house like juan's having a medical emergency you just don't ask questions da da then i went back in and opened it and that's when i found him dead i pumped him a couple times like i hit his chest a couple times and like felt his pulse and it just that's when it came to realization but um i had everyone just leave the house and just told them juan was having an emergency a medical emergency and then um i found out that the coroner wasn't going to be able to pick him up for six, uh seven hours so i was just like y'all got to come back to the house because you know so that was like kind of the story of how shit went down and um yeah then when they got back to the house i was kind of just like yeah he's da 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 and then i started calling his family and you know all those people that craziness you had to make you made several calls yeah i made like uh probably like 30 calls what was that that was probably the more, that was the more traumatic part, I think, just hearing everyone like shrieking out and knowing that I'm forever going to be the person who delivered the, but the yeah. cops were going to do it. So I was just like, let me just call everybody, you know, and I just got so many answers of people being like, um, you know, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I'm just like, I don't have any words for it. I don't know what happened. Da da
1: So yeah, that was kind of how it went. You know, that was just a random thing. That's a weird twist right there. Cause you're, you're taking that, res- it's Admirable to take that responsibility to make those calls. I, I feel like there's definitely some people that might not, just because yeah. of the trauma of it all. They don't yeah. know what to say, so I'm not taking either side there. But it's it's imp- it's a lot of strength for you to even do that. And I feel like you get twisted up in maybe a weird situation if there's some situations where that happens where you're the one there. So maybe they're yeah. looking at you in a certain light because you were there, but which is not right in my opinion, right? But I feel like there's like a weird sociological uh twist in that. He was,
0: he was just super, like, he was super about me. Like he was my biggest supporter, my biggest fan, that type. So his family knows very much of me. Everyone in his life knows much of me. His whole circle in LA was my friends, you know? So that type of thing. So, uh, I just felt like they don't want to get a call from a cop. No one wants to hear that call from a cop. I was just like, let me just call whoever I have the number of and, you know, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a weird it was weird phone calls cuz now when I talk back to everyone that I had called, they remember exactly where they were, exactly what it was like what was happening. They were, you know, just very graphically of um yeah, basically where they were and what happened when they heard me say that type of thing, you know.
1: I I've never been in a position like that of being the person that finds someone passed away and I feel like that I'd imagine that is part of the heal, that is a big, tremendous part of the healing process. Besides the grieving process of just losing someone that you care about so much, it, did you find that as being a big, integral part of healing over the last few months of that experience in itself, or was it bombarded with just the grief process? I would say, I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah, because I'm
0: still, I think that part I'm still in the healing of, I feel like I had so many, like I have, luckily for me, I have like terabytes of memories with him. I've recorded everything, everything we did all the time. So, um, I have terabytes of memories of him and still part of, which is part of the healing process. I think all's I still see is him dead. Like that's, you know, like that's the last memory. So it's just like, you know, so, um, I guess just so potent on the memory, you know?
1: So do you find it, and a part of an exercise to not – to remember with all the terabytes you have and all the real memories that you have, is a part of shifting that, of focusing on you know, how he really was as opposed to seeing him in that last moment? Yeah, I think so. I think that's actually just a
0: part of the healing process. I don't think it will always be that way, but um... – yeah, I don't think it'll always be that way. I think it's a part of the healing process. And I think that eventually with time and, um, you know, just still watching old videos of him, that image will just dis- diminish, you know, of some sort. But that was definitely, I think for me, the hardest healing process is sh- still trying not to memorize, to remember that memory in specific, you know, rather than the millions of
1: memories that we actually have in shit. Mm. So, yeah. So being only being a few months, do you, and you know, when you first came up here, you feel like you're, you're starting mm-hmm. to come out a little bit and even though it sticks with you obviously it's gonna be the rest of your life is there anything you've been cognitive of over the last few months that have helped you or is it just time what's what's been going on these last few months
0: i think i have an advantage with uh songwriting i've written so many songs about him or so many songs about the memories and seen all the footage and um i've gotten heavily connected with his sister and with his dad since you know So I feel like that kind of helps it a lot, too. But I think the songwriting has been the big thing for me. You know, it's just having the outlet to be able to speak my emotions and not let them harvest and then just have people around that are down to listen. You know, having people who are like, hey, I'm always down to talk and even having four or five people who, you know, are actually down to always talk. That's also helpful, too. I think just talking about it. um, Yeah, just making sure that nothing that I'm feeling is going unescaped. you know, making sure I'm talking about everything.
1: Do you think is this do you think when, it, when we are talking about it, do you find your process because the way I heard you word it is getting it out right, which is pretty natural well, maybe it wasn't natural for me to get it out in the beginning, obviously, but not obviously this is just me ranting guys I apologize uh, but when it's stagnant and you're not willing to get this stuff out and you have the outlet of writing music, it, do you think it's for you just literally getting it out that is part of your process or are you discovering new emotions and new feelings by getting it out? Like have you discovered new things during that process of getting it out or you feel like it's just a release? I
0: think it's the release, but it's also, um, yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is also, I think it also does have something to do with, you know, just the fact that, yeah, I'm discovering just like strengths in, the mishaps of all this happening and being the one who I felt was responsible to make these calls and handle this properly I feel like there was strength found in that and it taught me a lot about myself just um what mode I could switch into if it was necessary you know so I think I learned a bunch of strength about myself I think uh it helped me I think it also creatively helps me and as a person helps me to know that he's you know he's now in guidance with his energy whatever that means you know I think That's all part of the process. So getting it out for sure and just learning new discoveries about power and what you can flip, what you're feeling into and things like that. So, yeah.
1: So turning it into something more?
0: Yeah, turning it into something more, realizing what to take from this besides you losing your friend, you know? What to take from this besides you losing who you lost. It's, you know, discovering the positives in it. If there is any, of course there's none, but you know what I mean? Like finding what uh, comes out of, what comes out of you surviving this uh this situation you know
1: so do you think it was you looking at it knowing that there is a positive out of there, or was that a challenge for you to find positive in a situation like this?
0: Yeah, I would still say I don't. I can't really see it as a positive, but it's. I guess how right. Sorry, pulling positive. Yes, from pulling it. Of course positive from right. it. Yeah, exactly. That's how I would word it. Is just like pulling positive from it. I definitely have, and I think uh, it was a good test for myself, and it helped. And it was big self discovery for me, and uh, yeah, all those things. I think.
1: Is this the first loss in your life?
0: no I've lost um I've lost my uncle my grandfather my grandparents a good a, a few good friends of mine where I'm from a lot of people die off hard drugs and shit so I've lost a few good friends never my best friend though you know never somebody who's like this just close friends you know
1: that's the thing I've had plenty of people pass in my life and each one there is said, it's not a hierarchy of loss because a death is a death, but there are losses that are just profound yeah and, and it's like it's not to say one loss was greater than the other but depending on the relationship that you had yeah so this is the first quote-unquote profound loss that you've had that's fucked you up in a way 100 the other ones are like damn like that's really sad
0: right. type of thing and i of course have gotten emotional about it but this was just like my everyday right-hand man my fucking it was just like a Mm, it was like a it was just a super friend like a friendship soulmate. It was just how our chemistries work together. I was just like, damn, I've never ha- I've never lost to you because I never even had a you type of mm-hmm. thing, you know? So yeah, sucks.
1: it does fucking suck. it sucks. <laughs> sorry to laugh. It's just, no, it sucks. It fucking, it I, sorry, my, my I, I, it sucks. It just fucking sucks. And you know, it's it, I couldn't help but think knowing from for those of you that are listening, we recently just met, was it last week? Yeah, it was literally, yeah, it was last week. week. We just yeah. turned this on in a week, which is amazing to me. And even being someone that speaks about death, uh, it's hard to find. Especially, I don't know you very well. You know, we're just getting to know each other. And it's, it, to me, it's important to be sensitive about saying certain words. And I just, you know, I know you never know what to say, and that's why mm-hmm. to me, like, it's like it's just fucking sucks. One hundred. It seems like I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm innate initially impressed about how you're early you're just willing to look at the positive from it and flip it like that because it could so easily be switched the opposite direction and whether now or over the last few months was there any one specific emotion emotion or feeling that you know they say the grief stages whatever the hell they are anger this or that was there anything that stuck with you in particular did you feel any anger did you feel any any other emotions in particular that stand out the most that stand out the most, I would say, uh,
0: emotions. I would just be like, I, I would probably just say confusion. I would be just like, yeah, confusion on like, I guess the art of how someone's life just expires at that age. You know, that's been something I've been stuck on. Like I was just thinking, I'm like, how did we all going to grow old and <laughs> we're going to have 29 year old one. I think that that's been something I've been super stuck on, but I don't really know what emotion that would be. It's just the thought that I'd be stuck on. Like you know, like 20, like it's a weird year to leave somebody, you know, I'm just like, no one would have thought that Juan would expire at 29.
1: It's just weird, you know? Yeah. you got me thinking, I, I feel like I've looked at it like that, but to think when someone dies at that age, you know, I have contemplated like that's, it feels like that's the eternal age. Yeah. It is weird. It is, a, God, you got my brain in like a weird place right now thinking about how he's just 29 and that's, and that's where that's how you that's what he is. That's the memory. We not we don't see one get old.
0: We don't. Yeah, it just our life keeps going, and we're like, wow, we had twenty nine year old one. Crazy. It's
1: we're, only, we're so you so you so. mentioned you mentioned energy a second ago. I'm just. I feel like this is a question I wanted to ask. What What is your belief towards death? In regards to do you have any uh, thoughts on what happens after?
0: Um, I think that. What I want to believe and what I've kind of at least tricked myself to believe for uh, this grieving experience, I would say it's just... um that like the, that the universe doesn't expel energy. Like where the energy, his energy is still here, whether it's in a person, whether it's in just the air, whether it's in, you know, just proximity to where I'm at, just whatever, you know, like, I think that, that, that's been a, that's been kind of the only thing that I've thought about happens after death. We had him cremated actually right down the street from my house. So, uh, in crazy story about that is, Uh, His sister, his father, and me were the ones who went into the cremation process, and um, that was fucking creepy. It just smelled – the smell of the place, the whole – it was fucking weird. And um, this – I think this is – I think I could put this out there, but long story short, Juan's older sister who Juan was like this with. He was super, super close, always grew up with they came out here to cremate the uh, the remains with me and the husband of hers and her um, actually were trying for a kid for six months and then the day of that, it happened and now she's pregnant with a kid so i think that that kind of made me believe in spirit because they had been trying for a minute or whatever and then once they came out here it, he was the baby the baby girl was conceived out here she's 6 months now but it was just fucking that that made me have belief in energy cuz juan would have wanted nothing more than for his sister to have a baby girl and you know so i think that <sighs> that's some i think that 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 in general speaks you know vol, volumes to energy
1: i little the camera ain't zoomed up on I mean, literally have goosebumps from that that's one of those things we're just talking about it's like that uh i mean you could chalk it up to coincidence but we choose to believe that i'm with you on that because come on i mean of course anyone could just say whatever there's a coincidence sure okay you can say that right but but fuck off
0: Right. Yeah. That's and I and, and forgive me, I might have the dates wrong. Maybe they were trying for a year. Maybe they were trying for 10 days, but I just know that they wanted to have a kid. And then when they came out here, the baby was conceived, you know? That's, way, that's, a, that's It's that's just, a, it, it's it, it was just, yeah, that's the only thing that really had me believe in an energy like that, because I feel like when I lost him, I was kind of like, what the fuck? What's spirituality? What the fuck is, you know, why would they take him if this was a, ra-? you know, it just mm. had me in super doubts of the whole spiritual world, but that kind of restored hope and just couple other things have happened since that i'm just like okay maybe i believe there's some type of you know after after life or something where they can guide you and things like that but
1: that's the thing when something like this whether it's grief loss something shitty it could go either direction if someone has faith it can drive them to no faith if someone doesn't have faith it can, drive, it can go yeah. one way or the other and then you said one word specifically you said you a couple words, you tricked yourself into believing this. Can you elaborate on that? Cause it kind of makes sense as to what you just said again. And I don't want to piece it together for you, but you were questioning spirituality, this or that. And were you trying to just want you, like you wanted to believe this for comfort that he's not, doesn't feel like he's gone, gone. Um, I think
0: it was more so it was more. So I was just kind of in disbelief of it for the fact that I'm like, if spirituality is real, if God's real, whatever your belief is, why would you take someone so pure and i know there's a million answers for that but in general i was like i want to believe that he's still spiritually around i want to believe that he's um i want to believe that he's responsible for a lot of things that are happening that i feel like he would make happen you know so i think that's the tricking myself you know where the part where i didn't see uh spirituality being real i feel like that helped me kind of trick myself into it and get reconnected with spirituality and things like that you know so
1: that process of getting to that was there anything that happened that was like a switch hit or are you still trying to flick that switch?
0: I don't think anything specifically. I think, you know, the sister being pregnant, that's a big thing. I think that just a couple like I feel like uh spirit things that I've seen happen Juan used to always in the shower in the morning he used to clap I'm not going to clap because the mic but he used to go do doof I'm like Juan what the bro what the fuck are you clapping for in the morning always every morning clap his ass off and then I was getting the grill from the neighbors because we were going to do like a celebration in my backyard and shit and uh, me and the two homies Dolo and Cheddar we were in the backyard and we just hear the big three claps in the windows against their house and I was just like what the fuck I'm like like, one, two, man, I was like, and then I went back what? in the house and there was three people in the house and I'm like, did you clap? Did you clap? Did you clap? And they're like, no, I'm like... I didn't hear that because we all heard it together. I was yeah. just like, that's crazy. So uh, I think that kind of also helped me believe it. But there was no uh, sign- There was no just one thing that made it switch for me. I'm still kind of trying to, you know, believe in spirits to the point that I once did again. But there's been a couple things like that that helped me get back to that.
1: You find comfort and peace in it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then that's it. Right. You know what I mean? No, factual,
1: yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Especially in this conversation, um, as, the, as this grows and I'm— happy to say it has been growing you see more shit in the comments and i mentioned this before but it's it's interesting i i, I don't mind seeing as long as everyone's being chill and not harassing anyone seeing the different perspectives of what people believe because that's fine and i've seen so many people come at other people in the comment section and whoever the guest was about what their beliefs are like whether it's spirituality this or that and people are so certain that something is or isn't and what they believe is right which is fine but it's interesting to me to like, what did, how, how does it hurt you if someone else believes this? 100%. You know I mean? As for me asking you, do you find peace and comfort? Then, like, okay. Exactly. Then cool. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it, I think that is the most important thing. How does it has to make you feel? Does it has to make you feel good? And if it doesn't, how it doesn't affect someone else, right? It doesn't. Your beliefs? Yeah, so like
0: what is, exactly, exactly. I do tread lightly for that reason because I don't know what people's beliefs are, but whatever I've witnessed, I've witnessed. And what I believe or choose to believe, I choose to believe, you know? But I don't have any like strong, firm beliefs on shit. I just feel like that's what I've felt so far spiritually and that's what I've heard. And you know that type of thing.
1: Yeah, I didn't do, I didn't. I wasn't too academic because I, I didn't, probably didn't try as hard as I could have. But the one class that I did, do well in It was a history class and I uh, we had to write a paper on certain schools and the one I picked was the school of skepticism. And that was like the one class I got an A in because I was actually interested in it. Like surprise, surprise. And that is kind of the approach I realized at that age of how I am today. I'm like, I'm kind of like in the school of skepticism where nothing's absolute. Like mm-hmm. you can have your beliefs, but I'm not so certain of certain things. Like I don't know for sure, even though I may believe to my core, or so to me it feels real, but like I'm also like All right, maybe there's other things out there. I don't know. We're going to know when we know, but whatever you believe in, as long as it's not hurting other people or fucking me up, and if it gives you peace and comfort, then all right, right, word. Fucking, If it's working for
0: you, then all right. That's how I feel too. I don't need to be the fact checker or the person who's correct about what anyone believes. I'm just like-
1: You know what it is, I think, because I, I just thought of this now, but I think if someone else believes in something so passionately and they find someone else that believes in the opposite so passionately, that- that minimizes or defers their belief mm-hmm. and maybe they're wrong. And they, so then they start getting a little defensive, On which I can understand if you believe you stand on a pillar that's so strong. Sure. But like, I don't know. This is a weird ass world. We don't know until we don't, we don't know. You can read a book, but like 100. we don't know. But we, most of these things were, so there's a lot of science and quantum physics and all that shit that could prove this or that. Sure. That or it could pull you in a direction, but at the end of the day, we're going to find out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're gonna, absolutely. We're, we're, we're going to find out. I'm kind of terrified, but excited and, at the same time, what of death? I don't know about death kind of I, I get a little freaked out about after and i always this i've always said about I've said this before again about uh whatever happens after like forever is so long so long so yeah. it's like what is what's up like I guess if for nothingness then okay, we're not going to know, it's not going to matter. But if we are something, and some, say there's just hypothetically or whatever you believe in, there is something after this, we're just going to do that forever?
0: Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like, I,
1: Traffic on the 405 for two hours is like a torture. Like, uh-huh. I, I, don't, I mean, hopefully it's better than that. But I'm just saying yeah. like, the idea of forever and what happens next really gets me, um, I don't know, maybe it's because I, I do enjoy talking about it and, and philosophizing about these things, but there's a certain point where I, I pass a line. I'm like, I, I can't. I don't, I don't, my mind gets weird. Yeah, no.
0: They better not have fucking four five. <laughs> Wherever we imagine go, there's this, be, imagine this is traffic. To uh, it's the
1: same thing. I'll be pissed. <laughs> I'll give me. A, I'll make a U turn. I'm going south. No, for <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. No, that's crazy. Are you? I mean, so what does death mean to you now?
0: Um, hard turn. Hard turn. Yeah, I think what the belief. I think what what I believe now about Juan and his presence. I think that death. Death means that you can sit, you can you still stay in the universe, you still stay here, you still your energy is still. Yeah, I think that death is so much bigger than the absence of just like your life. Like after Juan passed for for me, I really realized how much, no matter how accomplished you are here, or how accomplished you are, or how much you do this, or how much you do that, Juan left such a permanent energy in people's minds of who somebody could be who Juan was i'm just like energy the energy of that never really dies so i I don't know if we ever really leave uh but i don't know that there's a heaven and hell you know i don't know i don't think that it's like you go and meet the devil and shit but like yeah i think that your spirit will still stay maybe nothing physical but you'll be floating out here you know Mm -hmm. guiding your people giving people signs when they need it you know, I haven't really thought about it much uh, yeah, about awesome. what it means to me to like once I
1: expire. You know, imagine the devil is real, he's just like a super nice guy that everyone misunderstood for so long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it, that motherfucker <laughs> seemed cold. <laughs> we um, hot yeah no but yeah no I, I don't know I, I haven't even thought about like what it means to me really but just based on what I think that Juan's doing and what he is now I think that yeah I, th- I think the energy never dies and I think you never really leave the universe you're just kind of switching entities if you would
1: yeah I was the uh... I think Mr. Einstein said he said well, energy cannot be created. I hope it's Einstein because I'm just on really dumb if it's not. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, energy, cannot, uh, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So ba- that is my go-to when people say like I don't believe in this or that. All I'm gonna say is I'm gonna put this on your plate because I don't know the answer. But if we agree, if we agree that energy cannot be created nor destroyed by much smarter people that figured that out. Yeah, we like we are energy. So if we are made up of energy. It cannot be created. Which what? Or destroyed. It can't be destroyed. Like, we're not destroyed. Maybe we're not going to be in this meat bag. Right. Or we're not going to be whatever. Right. We, I don't, conscious is a whole other question. I don't know. But like the energy, like you said, it liter- literally, scientifically is continuing on.
0: Absolutely. Like literally, yeah. There's not even a way like – anyone who ever knew on can forever see the energy he was they know what kind of entity he was when he was here that in itself that's energy in a mind you know like Mm -hmm. i absolutely agree with that i don't think we could destroy energy and i don't think it's created i think it's reused Mm -hmm. so um yeah with that being said i think that we never really leave here but you know we are gonna find out someday (sighs)
1: Jesus, or sorry, I I can't, I honestly haven't been to church in a while, I was raised Christian, but uh, we're not going to go down that path, sorry mom, Uh, so again, August, it is almost March, it's not March yet, right? March March first tomorrow. Oh my God! Tomorrow? Yes, sir. Whew, okay. Um, turn thirty-four in like seventeen days. Oh, I'm March 18th. Are you? Yeah. Oh no, shit. Man, You're six 16th? So it's eighteen days, so seventeen. Seventeenth. Okay, cool. Oh, there yeah. we go. Pisces boys. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so I want to ask how how are you how how are you right now? How are you today? Uh, a uh, few months later.
0: Uh, how am I today? I would say I'm good for the first time. I used to, I I used to for the first like few months, I wouldn't be able to say good. It was just, I'm okay. Like shit's okay. But you know, now I'm at least at the point where I'm like, good, you know, I can tell people I'm good and mean it. I can, you know, I, I, so I would say I'm good, you know, just, um, an
1: evolved human that just had to go through some crazy shit (laughs)
0: that's how i see it you know no bullshit
1: yeah i mean you again hit the nail on the head there you're uh, evolved because this is going to continue to evolve that's the one thing i know it's going to continue to evolve i can't tell you i'm not going to tell you what to do or how to do it you're going to figure that out it seems like you're doing a great job already but it's going to evolve it's just the crazy thing especially this earlier just grief in general whatever the hell we're going through you evolve one day you feel great one day you just down the dumps, and I think that ebb and flow is just part of it and how you handle it. But sometimes I think when you hit a dip, it's about how quickly you can recover and that resilience. Yes. And it seems like that's where you're, you're building a hell of a foundation pretty early on.
0: Yeah, thank you, man. I definitely have felt the waves. It's very strange how that happens in general. Like, su- like literally, I don't know where, uh, the other day was his six-month anniversary, the 22nd. And that day, randomly, the day before it was, it was like 9 It was like p.m. the day before, which is East Coast, where we're both from. It's the 12 a.m. I literally, at 9 p.m., was super sad. And I couldn't mm-hmm. even describe it. I'm just like, wow, this is exactly six months on east coast time and i'm just like what a weird concept that it felt that strong randomly because there's been weeks where i'm like cool you know i'm i'm managing i'm this i'm that and then uh that one day will hit and i'll just be like it's just a weird thing how this shit comes in waves like it does it's just the weirdest unexplainable, you know? I, yeah, it's just super strange to me.
1: Well, especially those dates. That's why, you know, people, I mean, that seemed like it was, um, it just, you said you just felt it, right? It wasn't even yeah. at the clock. I I didn't look at the clock. I didn't know the clock yet, yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder didn't. how much it's subconscious awareness and whatnot, but those, I'm correlating that to just dates and anniversaries and holidays. That's when shit gets, um, you know, that's why I always look out for people that are on holidays for the first Christmas. I 100%. That, I forget who spoke about this, but like, it's like those first those first uh, traditions, however, you, whatever you guys may have done, like those first times. Oh man, he's not here. Yeah. Or, oh, she's not here. Whatever it is, those definitely hit the hardest. And it's like that. All this, all the new firsts. Yeah. Are I think is like a, that's like another experience. So I feel like it's in a whole. Sometimes it could open up. It's like another trigger. yeah. You know what I mean? There's the first of something, if that makes any sense. I agree.
0: Holidays was super weird for me, too. It just feels weird to not, you know? Especially because we've been, like, living together for now uh, four years, it would have been. Um, just, like, having him there every day during COVID. It's just, like, we built such a bond where it's just, like, now for sure all the firsts feel like it's just like, I could imagine what, what the day would have been type of thing, you know? So I do think that it's, those have felt triggering. Like uh, I would say this year, at least, you know, I don't know if it's going to continue to be that every year, but I do, I did feel the six month. I did feel like the holidays. I felt like, yeah, it just made me kind of loop back into thinking about it like pretty heavily, you know?
1: So do you feel like you're at a place where it's, uh, you know, talking about him and remembering him feels like honoring him as opposed to opening up Emotions, or is it a little bit of both? What was the question? Sorry. I don't even know. I never know the question sometimes. It's but I, all think, good. <laughs> I think, I like, think, like, now you're, you said you feel like you're at a uh, quote unquote different or better place, however you want to word it. And it seems like you're talking, you talk, I don't know how you were talking yesterday or a week ago or six months ago, but uh, you feel like you're at a place where you're remembering him when you're talking about him as opposed to maybe like grieving when you're talking
0: about him? Yeah, I would say, I would say it's at a place where I'm remembering when I talk about him. Um, and obviously depending the place or the reason or why I'm talking about it is what I like kind of open up a certain amount of emotions about what I'll actually think about as far as details about him, you know, like in general, when I speak about him, it's just very, just like, you know, Yeah, I guess just remembering who he was every time, you know. So – and just any chance I get, telling uh, anybody that I meet – uh on behalf of him just like what kind of person he was you know Mm. because i feel like everybody just moves on and like shit just keeps going for almost everybody besides the close people to him so um yeah i think this point i'm definitely remembering him but i'm just trying to bring light to him whenever i speak about him or anything of that sense you know we just want to make sure motherfuckers don't forget about him that's the type of thing i
1: love that keeping that energy alive yes for sure even though it already is my opinion what is one of your favorite memories or and or things about juan it's a good fucking question there's there's a lot I, I think just
0: I think he just fucking I think how much he believed in anyone around him he was super just like Always positive, like, like, like. For instance, clapping in say, the shower, clapping like, I'm, yeah, I'm like clapping. bomb. Why the fuck? Yeah, but no, I'll be in the kitchen, and this was before I cook. Now, uh, he was a cook. He like did his thing with it, and uh, he kind of taught me the basics of cooking because I never cooked shit. So anytime, like, this is just an example. I'd be in the kitchen, and I'd be making like a bagel. And he'd be like, chefing, and I'm like. Motherfucker, it's a it's a bagel and cream cheese, bro. He'd be like, he going in. I'll make like oatmeal and be like <laughs> this man killing. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? And then yeah, I think just his terminology and how he's a one-on-one. Like the shit that he would say, bro, he was such a fucking comic. It was just <laughs> it was a fucking comic every day just like spoke like he was 86 years old like (laughs) an 86 year old old man he just the way he looks at his phone i'm just like there's a lot of things that just made juan super him like in his bag so um those are a bunch of good memories i think we have too many to count but yeah i think just him being the person that he was nonstop
1: was the best memory like yeah man you alluded to it earlier it's just it's frustrating and all these weird thoughts come when I, when you, when you lose someone, that just cut off like that. Especially people that you know like, that are so charismatic and just important mm-hmm. people in your life, and it makes you question those things like how or why, which right. are da- which are dangerous questions. I, I just, I just, I just really want to believe that there's. I don't, I don't know if a reason is the right word, but kind of yeah, like there is a reason why some people get cut off short, and. I I don't I don't like saying oh it's they carried the burden so we could be better but it's more just like the only thing we can control is how we continue our life and I I love how you're doing it of honoring him in many ways and realizing how what he left on you because you can continue to carry that one hundred percent you know what I mean so I think that's all we can do um but it takes time to get there it takes a lot of time to get there so is there anything that you can say to from your very early experience in this process, that whether you've learned, even though you've kind of alluded to it again earlier, is there anything that you've taken at this point that you could say to someone that might be grieving only a few months in at this point? I would say that it's a very hard thing to say because though...
0: I feel like I can relate through grief. Everyone's so individual with who they knew and how they knew them and what they're going to go through for emotions and what they remember of this person. And if they find him and how the news is delivered, I feel like there's so many variables that it's hard to give that type of feedback on, you know, notes. But I think just like, I think my best note would just be like, just keep doing it how they would want you to do it. You know, just carry on of course their name. Um, <laughs> fuck somebody up if they talk about him um <laughs> that's the that's the east coast right there yeah uh i think yeah just live the life that like they would want you to live and of course griefs hard and you have to go through it but don't let it stop your life cuz what would they want you to do you know mm-hmm. i think that that's important but i think that's the I, I think that's like my main takeaway from it at least you know like what would juan want me to be doing how would he want me to be acting da 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 so
1: that's it. And I, I didn't want. Yeah. I I know. I feel like I as a question usually put someone on the spot, but it, it came out how you see it, how you handle it, and that's that's exactly what I you know. I, I love that answer because that's how you're doing your thing. It might not apply precisely to how someone else is going to do it. Yeah, but I think from everything you've said, there's. I think for anything anyone always says from their experience, always you can always take a grain of salt or you could take the whole thing or nothing at all. But I think yeah. I truly believe this you can learn from everyone's experience and grief in one way or another, even though different experiences, timing and variables, there's always and that's why it's so important to what you just said in this entire forty minutes or whatever the hell we've been talking. So I just wanna thank you for for taking the seat over there. And like I said, man, you uh it's only been a few months, man. So I, I think uh it says a lot that you'd be willing to open up like this on a public platform for real. Um, I think that's very honorable. I admire that. And I, mean, I, I guarantee it's gonna connect with some people that are going through it right now and people that have and uh they're gonna learn some things i know i did so i really appreciate you yeah for
0: sure bro i was gonna wear he had his company called everyday suede it was like a vegan shoe company Mm -hmm. i was gonna wear his fucking this this hoodie he gave me that said everyday suede on it but his ass did not have these fitting right one (laughs) (laughs) yo that fucking sweater is too tight and it's like it hugs the fuck out of me but i was gonna wear that today but um yeah yeah just stay strong everyone everyone going through some grief and shit like the 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 hard part does get better, you know, and you do grow from it. So embrace it, you know, deal with it ASAP. Don't let it like linger. Try to deal with all the emotions up front. So amen.
1: And then uh, since there's really no uh, smooth transition from this, is that you want to tell anyone about, I mean, I'll plug everything. As I usually do guys, you can, you can find anything about Roland in the, the the notes. Is there anything you want to mention about what you got coming up or music you're working on or blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be dropping every week.
0: I'm going to be dropping every week. Oh, one thing. So the girl he was talking to when he passed away and won, when he passed away, started a company called Bear by Lee. They're like leggings and stuff. Um, They do like fitness wear. If y'all want to check that out, support the boy that's supporting his business, that would be cool. So I'll also get the link for him for this and
1: uh, plug that in. But yeah, that's kind of it. Beautiful, man. Um, yeah, As you said, everything will be down below. So please guys, check all that out. And uh, thank you. Thank you as well over there on the sidelines taking some BTS in the back. Yes, thank you. Um, Another one, guys. Thank you for being a part of another episode of Dead Talks. And uh, until next time, ciao.